0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Ross caps off 22 point fourth quarter for Terrence Ross. Incredible performance after hardly being a part of anything in the first three quarters. Obi topping shot, won't go. And. That will do
1: it.
0: A disappointing performance tonight by the Knicks as Jamal Mosley gets his first career win as an NBA head coach. He'll be doused, no doubt, in the locker room. And what a nice comeback for his young team. This rebuild for Orlando got a nice little boost with the victory
2: here at Madison Square Garden. All right. That's an appropriate start to the live stream. Um, Knicks lose by whatever the hell they lost by. I don't know what the final score was. It was not close to a um, very bad Orlando Magic team that played well tonight. A couple of guys in particular played very well. Um, But if you are the Knicks and you want to be taken seriously as one of the best teams in the NBA, can't lose this game. You can – I mean, listen, there are reasons why they lost. Some of them, you know, more acceptable than others. But at the end of the day, you're up 13 points at home. um, Can't lose the game. Go up uh, six points heading into the fourth quarter. Can't lose the game. Um, There is no excuse whatsoever to lose a game like this. Um, not absent, you know, one of your best players getting injured, which, by the way, one of them did, and he came back. Um, I think the conversation after this game will be, did the Knicks lose because they did not respect the Magic enough? Um, If we really want to get philosophical, did the Knicks lose because they did not respect the game of basketball uh, enough? Uh, I think there will be certainly some conversation about whether or not they – went a little too ISO heavy, whether the offense got a little bit too stagnant at times, a um, couple other things, you know, to, to pick on, um, you know, or whether they just got beat. Um, and I think the truth, as often it does, lies somewhere in between. But I will just reiterate one more time because there is really no, there is no question about this. If you're a Knicks team that wants to be taken with a certain modicum of respect um, around the league, can't lose this game. That's as simple as that. Um, on that note, um, let's talk about why they lost. So, for anybody who may be listening tomorrow, missed the game. Um, Knicks didn't need. Uh, well, actually, no. We shouldn't start with the thirteen point lead because the Knicks came out pretty flat in this game, and I think that was the first really bad sign. The Knicks. Um, I don't know what if I would say. There was maybe a little bit of a lack of ball movement early on. I think mostly they were just kind of missing shots. I think the biggest thing in the first quarter, which it was like a two-point game or a three-point game, whatever it was, one way or the other, um, was their defense was fine. It was fine. It was not good. It was fine at best. And um, then they ramped up the defense in the second quarter, and then they went on a 15-0 run, and they took a 13-point lead. And that's when things seemed to be okay, And then, again, took the foot off the gas a little bit. Some of the possessions, I think, down the stretch of the second quarter were some of the poorest of the game. Um, And, you know, it was a game at halftime. And I said on the halftime Zoom for anybody here who was on it, you could you couldn't quote me on this. Um, You do not want to be in a close game uh, in which Terrence Ross is involved. Um, I really hate being right sometimes and I fucking hate being right right now Um, because that dude, and it was funny because he was just like, I think he was like, you know, doing a a Kevin Love, Kevin Love silent protest deal, Um, you know, where he just wasn't shooting. I think he took like two or three shots over the first, uh, what do you call it, Um, however many games. And uh, or sorry, however many quarters, three quarters, and then just decided to start fireballing. But here's the thing. Terrence Ross can do that. Terrence Ross can go crazy in a game. He's done it before. He's done it before against the Knicks. That is not something that should shock anybody. So as soon as they were involved in a close game, that said, at halftime, I still thought they'd pull it out. And then what happened in the second half of the game? Again, can you attribute it to some missed shots? Sure, you can attribute it to miss shots. They, the Knicks took 47 three-pointers in this game, and I want to say they made 14. Does that sound right? 13, 14, 15, something like that. Um, whatever it was, um, it was not enough. Uh, 13. 13 for 48. Excuse me. 13 for 48. So the Knicks actually um, have now had the two highest three-point shooting games in terms of volume of threes taken Uh, in their history in terms of regulation games in the last two games. Um, Obviously, whatever it was, 54 on Friday night and then uh, 48 tonight. Um, They had 51, but that was in the four-overtime game against Atlanta um, in 2017. So they meant it when they said they would shoot a lot of threes. Unfortunately, when you shoot 27% on those threes, the outcome is probably not going to be great. So I do think the second half, by and large, had a lot to do with the fact that they did just miss a lot of shots. I thought the attempts were pretty good attempts. I didn't think many of those fees, threes were forced three-point attempts. Um, but at the same time, I didn't think their offense looked particularly good, even though a lot of those threes were open. You know, And that's the danger that you get into when you have, A, some new pieces. Uh, I did not think the starting lineup gelled at all. Um, tonight, I, I thought early on, again, some there was some good ball movement, some open looks. But after that, I, at the starting lineup didn't really play great together. Um, brought in all the starters uh, except Kemba Walker late. And t- it t- t- took a while to bring back Evan Fournier. And not that Evan Fournier did much down the stretch, but I did not think that Alec Burks played a particularly good game. And I was, um, you know, a little... If there's if if there's one question that I have of Tibbs in this game, it's why'd you go with Burks for so long? Because I didn't think Burks was playing particularly well. But this was a team effort loss. <laughs> and this is the last thing I'll say before I get to some of the Super Chats. Um, I thought two Knicks had a good game. I thought Mitchell Robinson and Derek Rose had outstanding games. Outstanding games. Um, can't say enough about the games that they both had. I thought Julius Randle played really hard. And I thought Julius Randle's effort was there. I did not think Julius Randle played a smart game. Julius Randle played. uh, He he took some bad shots. The three wasn't really going for him. He kept taking them. He ended up only two for 10 from deep. He was eight for 24 from the field. Got to the line a lot. Got a ton of rebounds. Again, that's as hard as Julius Randle could play. I don't fault fault his effort. I think he did not play very smart. Other than that, nobody else had a game worth a damn. Um, you know, Evan 48, three for 11, RJ Barrett, five for 17, Kemba Walker four for eight, but this is not, not a, not a great Kemba Walker game by any stretch. Uh, only played 19 minutes and then the bench other than Rose's 23 points, Burks had nine, three of 10 shooting top and head one of four, just not a lot there. Um, uh, let's get to the super chats and then I'll have some more comments moving forward. D black. I could say without hyperbole that this is the worst loss of the season. I like that. Good, good first comment. Um, Dumb Cappuccini, really terrible loss. Uh, I I, don't want to say terrible. Bad, yes. Bad loss, yes, 100% bad loss. Terrible loss, they got outplayed. They did not treat the game with the respect it deserves. Um, It was a bad loss. I don't know if I said terrible. I was really looking forward to 3-0 before Philly. I guess it's not the end of the world, but eye-opening on both ends still early. Yeah, I mean, again, I think there were some takes before the season that the Knicks – you know, belong in this upper echelon of teams at the top of the league. And I'm not sure any, who belongs in that upper echelon because nobody looks particularly great right now. If there's one thing that defines the league at the moment, it is uh, parity. Um, but, you know, the Knicks are not without flaws. Um, their offense obviously showed that it is not above uh, rough stretches and um i thought they you know I, I did think they played hard on defense in the second half but when you get a guy like terrence ross going off like that like what can you, you, you there's nobody to the leave that to stop him um steven's Guillaume. ross has always been hold on i lost you i'm getting it back uh ross has always been a nick killer too much iso not enough ball movement completely agree with you i think that the, the mo or the the uh the uh popular thing that will be said after this game is there was a lot of ISO. I agree that there was a lot of ISO. I agree that there was too much ISO at the same time. Um, the fact of the matter is they won a lot of games last season with a lot of ISO and uh, you know, they won it with Julius Randall ISOs, Derrick Rose ISOs later in the season, you know, and they tried to win this game with um, a little bit too much ISO. I didn't think it was, like, over the top, but it was definitely too much. I completely agree with that. Kevin Daniszewski, um, I saw some takes that posited the Knicks didn't play hard tonight. Completely disagree. Yeah, I don't – anybody who says that the Knicks didn't play hard tonight, I'm not sure what game um, you're watching. Or maybe it's that you haven't been watching this team for too long. Um, It can can certainly – I guess feel that if you're a good if you're a if you're a um if you're a good team and you lose to a bad team, the the involunt or the, the the immediate thing is going to be, oh, they didn't play hard tonight. Um I watched a lot of shitty basketball for a lot of years. Um I know what not playing hard looks like. Uh the Knicks played hard. They did not play smart. Um, and that's, that's not exclusive to Randall. That's, that's for the whole team. Um, you know, they, they, they missed a shit ton of threes. They took 47, 48 threes and they made 27% of those shots. Um, if you're looking for one reason why they lost, uh, there's your reason. Forgotten NYC. Julius wins you a lot of games, but he also loses you a lot of games. Not putting the entire loss on him. Um, but he was six to 22 tonight and kept shooting. Look, I, I, I can't say that for some reason, the zoom link for, tonight's post game is not working. So sorry. That's what I was diddling with my phone about. Um, I'm not sure why that is. Um, In any case, I can't say that a guy who had 30 points and 16 rebounds um, had a, had a bad game. He just, he could have had a better game and we've come here. Here's the, here's the thing, the best compliment I can give Julius Randle, We, we have gotten to the point with him where he could have 30 points on 24 shots or whatever he had. 16 rebounds, clearly plays off, ass off, played really well on D. His his game on defense was spectacular. Really, we're, when we're complaining about Julius Randle right now, we're complaining about a half a dozen possessions that he shot it when it was maybe not the shot. And guess what? If two or three of those go in, we're not sitting here and, and probably having this conversation. So, but you know, you're the you're the star and your team loses to a shitty team, you're gonna you're gonna catch a lot of shit. And I'm sure Julius Randle is gonna catch a lot of shit. I can't say he had a bad game, just didn't play smart. Dale felt like every time Orlando made a run, Kemba was in yeah I mean we're we're look I'm not even looking at plus minuses for for the season um until game probably game 10 but without looking at it I could I could pretty much guarantee you that Kemba has the worst uh plus minus of any any regular on the team um it's been a little bit of a rough go I mean look Rose has been here for longer. And it's not even that he's been here for longer. He's played for Tom Thibodeau for his entire career, essentially. Kemba is a point guard coming into a new system. He's trying to change how he plays, I think, to, you know, fit in on the totem pole where he fits in um, after being top of the totem pole for essentially his entire career until last year. I think that's still going to be an adjustment for him. Um, You know, the defense is a little rough. And, um, you know, he's just – he's not – hitting shots as, as he normally would. I'm not going to pile on Kemba. Um, but he's just, he's not there yet. That's all it is to it. He's not there yet. CT Pittman really wanted this win for momentum going into this week. 76 or some bulls will be tough games this week. So I don't know if Andrew's going to get mad at me for doing this, but we, um, we did our podcast earlier today, which we are going to re-record the first, <laughs> first time I've ever done this. We're going to re-record the first 20 minutes of that, uh, after I get done with this live stream. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, and at the end we made our predictions for this week and I was kind of joking with Jeremy Cohen, like I'm, I'm okay with you going first and picking. I was like, because I'm between two choices and I don't want to have to make the decision. So Jeremy went three and one, he predicted three and one on, on for the next four games, including this one. Um, and I said, Oh, okay, great. Um, that mean and he's like, Oh, you're going to take four zero. And, oh, and I'm like, no, I'm actually going to take two and two. And I think that was more about the Bulls and the Sixers. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I even said it before the season started. I said I had a bad feeling about playing Orlando back-to-back games. Um, I thought they would be okay after I saw the other night and how inept they look. But at the same time, like, look, one thing we haven't said yet, and it does need to be said, give the Magic credit. They did not play with any effort whatsoever. Um, The the first game and uh, their coach said as much after the game. And um, you knew they were going to come out and try hard tonight. And they did that team played really hard. And I was, you know, I, I did worry a little bit about that. Six, Sixers speak for themselves. Bulls are great uh, so far on the early going. And then, uh, you know, New Orleans, I mean, it's, it's a game they should win, but it is what it is. This is the NBA. There's a lot of parity right now. Um, and the Knicks are certainly not above that, that parody. Uh, James Stanzioni, my good, my good man, James. Um, I had Knicks plus six point five. Will be okay. On to the next one. They needed to be humbled, I guess. Let's be Philly and Chicago and forget about this one. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's like despondent and beside themselves right now, remember this team was. Um, they lost their first two games of last season. They were under five hundred for a while. They were under five hundred at after 50 games they were 25 and and uh 27 you know um and the truth is that for as amazing as Julius is uh he is still a top you know 15 to 20 player in the league maybe a little higher than that he's not a guy that is going to be able to you know, put you on his back every night and rescue you pretty much every night. And there are many guys like that. There's like five or six or seven or eight guys like that. Um, But he's he's not quite in that category. And on nights like this, when your offense is really up against it, um, you're better, generally better served having at least one of those guys and having a guy like Julius be your second guy. And the contenders, generally speaking, from year to year, that's what they have. They have one, you know, top five, six, seven guy and then another top 15, 20 guy. Um, and those are the teams that, that generally win championships or compete for championships. We're not there yet. And because we're not there yet, you'll have nights like this where everybody else kind of goes cold. You only have a couple of guys that it's working for them. And, you know, you lose the game and, and you kind of get in your own way a little bit, too.
0: Nick's basket. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for Knicks tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all other sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you could find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. When the Knicks schedule came out, there are definitely certain dates we all circled on the calendar: October 20th against the Celtics, Christmas Day against the Hawks, January 12th against the Mavericks, even April 6th against Brooklyn. Whether on the road or in the Garden, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com/slash/FilmSchool today to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets. That's TickPick.com/slash/FilmSchool to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets today.
2: Uh, Hannibal Miles. This is what Tibbs meant by taking the right threes. If they were going in, fine, but they should have attacked the basket when the magic switched its own defense. I'd like to stick with this point for a second. I think it's a really good one. Um because well, here's the thing. If you if you feel confident in your shooters, right? And I think the Knicks should feel confident in their shooters. I think they have, I don't think there's anybody that's shooting threes. That if like they're not feeling it for a quarter or two, they should give up on that. Like Evan Fournier, um, Kemba Walker, Burks, like these are guys who have had rough starts to the games before, and then it could turn on in a heartbeat. I I don't I don't really think many of the threes they took down the stretch were bad threes. I do think, however, that they could have done a little bit more to get at to get at the rim. That said, and here's the reality um the magic are not a good defensive team but they do have two behemoths in there at all times whether it's carter and Bamba or wagner and robin lopez they play essentially two centers at once now um what you do to exploit a team that's playing two centers at once is you shoot a lot of threes because you're going to get open looks on the perimeter you don't um generally speaking attack the basket because that's, that's going to make your life tougher. So, I mean, I, I I get your point and I don't necessarily disagree with your point. Um, Hannibal, you know, it's a valid one, but I'm not sure. I think this matchup was probably a little bit tougher than maybe some others to really make that happen. Um, that being said, I I do wish they worked it around a little bit more and tried to get something else going. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward uh, against other teams. Uh, Lunis, Am I right? Mitch went healthy as a top 10 center. Changed my mind. We listen, I, I haven't, this is obviously been, it was a bummer this game. Um, I haven't talked about the good Mitchell Robinson was fucking awesome. And I'm not going to change your mind. If, if this is the version of Mitch that we're going to see every night, do I think he has a conversation? Do we, I think he has a, a, at least a is worth being in the conversation for one of the top 10 centers in the NBA? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, Fuck it, we have time since I'm, my Zoom link for the post game is apparently not working. Um, might as well go through it. I, I'd like to talk about something good, too. So let's see. Who are the centers in the league that we know are definitively better than Mitchell Robinson? Because, my goodness, did he change the game at both ends tonight. Uh, he was a force on defense. He was a force on offense. If there's one thing that I wish they could have done more, and this, Hannibal, to your point, I think this is incredibly valid. I wish they would have been able to get more lobs to him because you can't guard that again, easier said than done. You're playing against a team, playing two centers. Well, a, a big tall guy. He, you know, he could do that. Um, so here are other centers that I think are at least worthy of mentioning. Nick Vucevic, um, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo, Clint Capella. Um, is Demonis a bonus a center? No, I guess he's a power forward. Um, miles Turner is worth mentioning. It's five. um, Fuck if I'm putting Jared Allen ahead of Mitchell Robinson that's not happening um I think that's it for the east let's go out west Rudy Gobert uh Carl Anthony Towns Nikola Jokic um I was I was thinking Kristaps Porzingis for a second Kristaps Porzingis is not better than Mitchell Robinson that's for shit sure um Nurkic I don't know Nurkic is like close for me I think Nurkic has his fans. People, some people think he's really good. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I don't think I'm putting him ahead of Mitch. Um, same thing with Valanchunas. I think Valanchunas is a good center. Um, I, I'd take Mitch over him. I'm not. Anthony Davis is not a center. DeAndre Ayton, yeah, yeah, even yeah, you got to put DeAndre in there. I think that's nine. So yeah, there you go. If Mitch is going to play like this, he is absolutely a top ten center in the NBA. How you doing? Um, don't add me. Um, Hush, zoo. Wish Kemba got some more minutes. I know Tibbs is chewing the Knicks out as we speak, so I'm looking forward to this big bounce back on Tuesday. I hope so. I hope so. Again, I don't think, I don't think effort was the problem tonight. I think this. I think they're, they just, they just didn't play sharp, and that's a mentality thing. That might be an approach thing. I'll be very interested to see how they come out on Tuesday. Um, and look, let me just be clear about this. I'm going to say it right now. If they come out and they beat Phil, I don't really give a shit how Philadelphia plays. If they beat Philadelphia on Tuesday, I will forgive this and I will never think of it again and I will go on with my merry life and be like three and one. I'll take it, happy as a clam. But they got to win. If they lose, then you know you start to be like, yeah, I don't know about that. As far as uh, Kemba, you thought Tibbs should have should have given Kemba more minutes. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I didn't. Maybe, maybe Kevin would have been the one to hit some threes. I mean, he was, I feel like he was 50% at least from deep. He was two, I was two of five from deep. He was four of eight from the field. Um, that's a fair comment. I mean, it's look, you lose to, a mag, to the magic. You, you can second guess pretty much anything. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. before we panic and we remember that the Hawks, who I think will be a top three seed, lost to the Cavs. It happens with some NBA teams. Yeah. But again, much like tonight, I was um, following that game on uh the, just the game cast as i was watching heat uh heat uh pacers last night and the, the hawks just didn't hit shots like all the guys miss shots like if you're if you're gonna be a, a team that misses shots guess what you're gonna lose um again i, I can't speak to the, the hawks approach last night just like i think maybe we may be overstating the lack of a, a solid nicks approach tonight um you know, but yeah, you could, you could lose to shit teams. It happens. Especially here's the other thing to remember this early in the season, especially when you have a magic team coming off the effort that they put forward in their home opener, like teams play hard. Nobody's tanking yet. Guys are trying hard. Jeremy E what's going on, Jeremy? How you doing? I want to see Grimes. I think you could help them. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's a little early for that. I mean, it's, again, it's first loss. Um, you know, the, the, the spot would be, Quickly or or Burks. I'm not – Burks has – a Burks got a lot of currency with me last year. He had a lot of currency with me last year. He, they, they do not – they win, I don't know, four, five, six less games without Alec Burks. Um, he was incredibly valuable for them. I think he's a gamer. I think he played above his his head last year. That that was not – that was better than the career version of Alec Burks. You know, talk – Talk to me in a month or so if Alec Burks has really continued to come down to earth. And as far as quickly, quickly, again, out of every Nick, I think has had the worst start to the season just because with quickly, if he's not scoring, he doesn't really help you a whole lot right now. Because I, I don't think, well, we have seen flashes of playmaking and, and that has been encouraging. Um, he's not a playmaker right now. He's not a point guard right now. Um, his defense is, you know, it's, it's fine. If he's not scoring, he's not He's not really helping you. And right now he's not scoring, so he's not really helping them. That said, I will give the longest of leashes to Emmanuel quickly. I think he's in a little bit of a slump. I think maybe he worked his ass off in the offseason. It's not coming. He's maybe getting his head a little bit. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, White Falcon, uh, what's going on? Rose RJ, um, OG 13. OG 13. I guess uh, that's fournier ob mitch Campbell fournier noel um wait no og 13 i'm not sure what this comment is saying um but i yeah i og 13 who the hell is OG? am i missing something yeah i don't know um okay we're gonna move on uh robert mcginley what's going on rob not the end of the world tonight, but I do think it's fair ask for Randall to be a little more efficient, especially with improved supporting cast. Yeah, I mean look, you're the you're the leader of the team, you're the MVP candidate. Pressure's on, man. Pressure's on every night. There's no, no there's no nights off. Um he he did not have his best game. Despite 30 and 16, he did not have his best game. Um Varunsky's take. What is Varunsky's take? Let's read it. Every time they scored, Tibbs looked like he was going to cry. <laughs> Teams in today's NBA are going to hoist up contested threes. We need to be able to respond positively to adversity by drawing set plays. Yeah, again, I I think your play calling is always going to look probably worse than it is when the shots don't go in. They had good shots tonight. They had good shots tonight. They had good shots tonight that just that just did not go in. I thought despite the fact that the final score was whatever it is was a six-point game, um I'll spoil whenever whatever newsletter I'm gonna write about this game, which I don't think is gonna to be tomorrow because I just don't have it in me. Um, I thought the turning point of the maybe not the turning point of the game, but I thought the pivotal moment of the game, and I'm not putting this on RJ, I thought it was a questionable foul call. Um, but when they were within three and RJ got called for a foul on a Ross three-pointer and Ross made all three free throws. If that doesn't happen, if that if like they don't call a foul there and it just misses, or you know he doesn't get it as well, and it misses or whatever. And then I think there was still a, a decent amount of time. I thought that was the probably the pivotal moment in the game. Um, you know, sometimes you know it's an NBA game; it could turn on a trifle. Um, but I think they run set play. You know, it's it's tough because when a team is playing hard on defense, like. That's why, that's why the Knicks succeeded last year as much as they did, because every team has set plays. Every team wants to run their, own, their shit. And when you face a team that's playing hard on defense, a lot of that stuff goes out the window. And the reason the Knicks won 41 games last year was because they played harder and more sound defensively than probably any team in the league. They certainly did not have the most talent uh, defensively of any team in the league. Uh, defensively, but they played the hardest and they played together and all that stuff. So a lot, they blew up teams shit. Um, man, the magic Twitter account is just, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, something. Oh, I see. I just got the take or the, the, the point of the guy who was saying PG 13, um, he's campaigning, isn't he uh comments to trade Randall for Paul George you, what no what why would we trade Paul? no just you want you want to trade the team's first real leader that they've had in like forever who's been pretty damn good for Paul George um no neither neither team would do that um okay be Suede. i would have liked to see some grimes more mcbride colin suggs or kemba's lunch put some defensive guards in yeah i, I again i <laughs> Team loses its first game, you're going to get a lot of takes. And uh, one of those takes is, like, play the rookies. I'm not sure the, the rookies were the answer uh, tonight. Um, I, look, I, I, I think Grimes is really good. I think Grimes is going to help them. I do think Grimes defensively is, is going to be a weapon at some point. I just – I think third game of the season, you know, guys – are maybe having a rough night. It's part of the reason Tibbs has the currency in the locker room. I think that he does. Is guys, guys trust him? Guys, guys go to war for him because he feels like he, he, they feel like he does right by them. You know, it's uh, the best way to say it. Um, look, I, here's here's what I will tell you. If if this team stays injury free. And at some point this season, you get a lot of Quentin Grimes or Deuce McBride. Something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. That is not a thing that anybody should be rooting for. Um, although, although, coming off a game like this, I get why you'd want to see. it. Uh, Boston Nick, what's going on, man? How you doing? Um, we took a, lo- a lot of good quality shots, but weren't knocking them down. They out-hustled us. They wanted it more. I definitely think they out-hustled us uh, a fair bit. That's fair to say. Um or let me rephrase that. They they hustled like a team that was desperate to win the game. I think the Knicks hustled. I'm not going to say the Knicks did not put forth effort. I thought they put forth effort. Um, is it possible the, the the Magic maybe put forth a, a little bit more effort? Sure, that's possible. Um, but you know, Terrence Ross go, going off in the second, in the fourth quarter, and Cole Anthony going off in the first half uh, helped as well. Um, kudos to the Magic. I'm just glad we didn't lose Mitch. To be quite honest, yeah. Uh, of the two outcomes that could happen tonight, losing Mitch or losing this game, losing this game was definitely the better of the two outcomes. Uh, Michael Aaron, what's going on, Michael? If RJ's off on offense, what should he do to get better looks? Is it more on RJ to be assertive or the team working him into the flow of the offense? <sighs> See, this is this is, I think, why a lot of people have RJ lower on their you know list of young players rankings and and what have you and, and NBA rankings and all that good stuff because there's not really I don't I don't know how RJ gets better shots with his game as currently constituted which is to say RJ's greatest strength right now is just that, his strength. He is big. He is big for a two guard. He should be able to utilize that strength against smaller guards who are guarding him, which was the case a lot tonight. He should be able to draw fouls and obviously hit foul shots. And he should be able to kind of get to the rim, whether that's by post-ups, whether that's through drives or whatever the case may be. Um, That's a part of his game he's still working on. I think that's the end game. And again, not a single person in the world should be complaining about where RJ Barrett is right now because RJ Barrett's 21 years old. And, you know, RJ's a lot of things. He's not Luka Doncic or, 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 or Trey Young or, um, you know, one of these guys who, you know, comes into the league and like automatically it's like, oh, okay, this guy is going to, it's not going to take him very long. You know, RJ's been progressing perfectly fine. He's going to have ups. He's going to have downs. I don't know that there's, you know, like I think RJ's approach to the game tonight, to be honest with you, I thought it was fine. I didn't think, I think there's were games in the last few years where he's forced, certainly as a rookie and to a certain extent last year, where he's forced some not so great looks around the rim. I didn't think he forced bad looks tonight. I just think he didn't hit shots. I, I didn't really, I didn't really have a problem with his shot selection. I have to think he took at least 10 threes. Um, Seven threes, excuse me. So he took 10 from inside the arc. So he was four of 10 from inside the arc. He was one of seven from deep. Um, Off the top of my head, I can't think of any terrible looks he took inside the arc. Um, I may be forgetting something, but, you know, work in progress. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May fifth at five p.m. Pacific time for the roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: Daniel Mejia, Me Mejia, Mejia. we needed to run an offense and use Julius as a bailout if the set doesn't work. They featured him, and he was a break tonight. I mean, again, I, I, we're talking about a half dozen possessions um, that he that were really bad shots for for Julius. Um, could they have run more sets? Yes, for sure. And I'm sure Tibbs will emphasize that. I, I guarantee you. Again, wish he I could have gotten on the damn Zoom if the damn link worked. Um, but uh, um, I'm sure he thinks they should have run their offense more tonight. Um oh good question from, from someone else that Andrew just tossed at me. What do you think about the poor free throw shooting this season? Yeah, it's it's that's not good. Uh I don't know, is that you know, this happened I feel like a few years ago too. Um where they started off and they were just bad from the free throw line. Was it two years ago, three years ago? One of those years. Um I don't know what to say about it because I don't I don't know what's behind it. It may be a coincidence. Maybe they've just spent time on other stuff. Uh, I don't think this is a team of guys who doesn't put in the work. Um, I feel like free throw poor, good or bad free throw shooting can be contagious. Um, I wish I had more thoughts on it, but I, I don't. Uh, I just hope it gets better. But it's only three games, so not time to worry yet. Anthony six though. Love Mitch so far, but he needs some martial arts classes to strengthen his balance and core. Gets knocked off balance falls a bit too easy at times. He does fall a lot. uh, The play where he almost got injured tonight or he did get injured and he came back. I didn't think there was anything he could do there. Um, I think his physicality has been really good this season. I think he's had his way um, on the boards in terms of just getting in good position, getting guys out of the way. Um, He was probably a little gassed towards the end of that game because he played – Oh, yeah, 2019-20, they were last in free throws at the trade deadline. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, Mitch played 33 minutes tonight. Again, for a guy whose who's basketball like conditioning is not where it needs to be, uh, got six fouls. You know, I, I know one of those was intentional late, but, um, yeah, no, he could definitely work on that. Um, something to, to look for moving forward. Uh, Verunsky's take, um, again, thank you again for contributing. I know or it's not Kemba's fault. We just have a coach who runs a very rudimentary offense. 3s virtually no off-ball plays for Kemba quickly. Yeah, I mean, could there be some more spice sure, but you know, we were talking this was the <laughs> this was the best offense in the league, you know, 24 hours or whatever, 4 hours ago. Um by by offensive rating. I, they, again, they had a they had a rough night. I think There's always more you could do. There's always something different you could do. Um, You know what my my favorite line from the Van Gundy podcast uh, was when I brought up that he that he had started uh, uh, Herb Williams in his first game alongside Patrick Ewing when because Charles Oakley was out and Van Gundy was like it was stupid then and it was it was stupid then and it's still stupid now. Like of course coaches make mistakes and coaches have blind spots in their game and things that they don't do as well as as maybe they could um on the whole I think Tibb's offenses not just last year or this year or, or you know it, throughout his career Tibbs' offenses have been good um I think he's maximized his potential in terms of or the team's potential that that he's coached um You know, and there's something to be said for, like, letting guys eat, so to speak. Um, I think guys like that. I think Julius Randle likes the opportunity to, like, get his isos. Probably makes him try that much harder, you know, the rest of the game. Um, Is that an excuse? No, you could run more stuff. But, um, again, it's all of this stuff is going to look bad when you lose to a team like the Magic. Which is like, you know, you don't want to lose to a team like the Magic. Um, okay. Uh we got Fritz Marty Jr. Um man. The Orlando Magic Twitter account. Fucking hey. Got called out by their own player too, and they're they're spouting off. Um, Fritz Marty, I have a different take on this loss. Mitchell Robinson is not hurt. For me, it's a win. Great call. Uh, we are 80 more games uh, to make adjustments. Well, we have 79 more games to make adjustments. And then hopefully a few more after that. Uh, good comment, though. Good comment. That is the biggest biggest thing from this season. Forgotten NYC. Derek Rose appreciation comment. Man, where would we be without him? He balls out so many possessions night in, night out. I, I, I mean, he missed, I think, maybe his last two threes. Um, so he finished the game. Five of eight from deep. Um, he's, I mean, he's he's. I, I I obviously am not going to say that Derrick Rose is playing the best basketball of his career because man won an MVP, but he's playing. I think I wrote the last day of the preseason that I think Derrick Rose has an argument for being a top fifteen point guard in the league, and that may sound outlandish. Probably is outlandish, but I believe it. I really think Derrick Rose has an argument for being a top 15 point guard in the league. I think his defense is like, you know, it's not great, but it, he's not going to kill you. Like, now that we have Kemba here, we see what it is to have a, a, a defensive guard who's, who's really kind of weak. Derrick Rose, is, that's not Derrick Rose. Um, tries hard. He's in his spots. He's opportunistic. He gets a steal every now and then. And then on offense, you know, if he's going to hit threes like this, which it seems like he's doing – because we now have a pretty big sample size going back to last year. Um, and he still gets to the rim and he can make, you know, is is he is he Chris Paul in terms of passing? No, of course not. But he's a pretty good passer um, for a point guard. I love Derrick Rose. I don't know where they'd be without him. Um, my God, what a steal to get him for a second round pick and Dennis Smith Jr. That's all I'm going to say. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on again, Dom? I hope you are well. Thank you again for contributing to the Super Chat. Would you chalk this L up mostly to poor shooting? Before I even read the rest of the comment, I am chalking this L up mostly to poor shooting, although, as many have said, I did not think that their approach was as nearly as good as it could have been as you said, many of them weren't poor looks and they were so hot to start not going to beat many teams under 40% shooting. Yeah. Um, You know, I think if I can marry these two points, if you're, if you feel like, Oh, we'll just be able to shoot our way out of this rut, or we'll be able to shoot our way back into the game, or like we'll keep shooting it. And like, this team will go away maybe tonight was the reminder that it's like oh um you have to you have to like do all of the other stuff too um um to 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 win um you know on a consistent basis and like if they do that then then they'll get closer but again maybe it was a wake up call we'll see uh okay, I think we got a couple more and then and then we're going to finish up cuz I again have another 20 minutes of podcasting to record. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Cohen and Andrew Claudio. Um White Falcon, we need a small forward. PG13 with RJ will stop team from driving. Uh yeah, again, I'm, I I can't I can't you're you're going to have to sell crazy someplace else cuz I'm I I'm not trading Julius Randle for <laughs> I'm maybe saying Julius is a better player than Paul George, but like that's not that's not where we're that's not where we're at. Uh wow, what a weird way to end this live stream. Um Are we re-recording more than just 20 minutes? I just saw Andrew's comment. My God. Um I don't know how much I have in me. As you can tell, I've I've been yawning a bit because uh it's been it's been a long day and it has been a long night. So there you have it. Okay. Um thank you everybody. For coming and uh, joining on this uh, quite miserable evening. Uh, that said, um, you know, still two and one. Read, read Carson's comment, and then we wrap up. Okay, now, I, okay. Since the Knicks have so much depth, who are the eight guys you would protect in an expansion draft? They have to be restricted free agents or under contract. This is a good question. All right, let's end on this. Uh, the eight Knicks I'd protect in an expansion draft: uh, Julius Randall, Mitchell. Am I allowed to say Mitchell Robinson? I don't know what that if uh, they have to be restricted free agents or under contract. So I guess I can't protect Mitch. Somebody 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 tell me uh clarify that if you don't mind uh Carson. Can I protect Mitch? I'll keep going in the meantime. I would protect Julius Robinson uh, Julius, Julius Randall uh, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, um Derek Rose, um quickly. I think those are the obvious ones. Yes. So I can protect Mitchell Robinson. Okay, I'll protect Mitchell Robinson. That's six. Um, And I guess my last two would be – I haven't said Walker and I haven't said Fournier. I I haven't said Burks. I haven't – I guess – man, I don't know if I think enough of these rookies to protect them. No, I want to win this year. I'm protecting – I'll protect – I'll protect Walker and Fournier. I'll protect Walker and Fournier. Um, what happens to guys like Grimes and McBride? I mean, maybe they get taken. I don't know. Um, but I, I just – I know what I know what our veterans could do. I, I don't know yet what Grimes and McBride are in, like, real NBA games over a long sample size. So it's a tough call. I would think about Grimes. I would think about McBride. Um, but, again – I'm still like, despite how we're feeling tonight, still really high on Evan Fournier for this team. Still pretty high on Kemba Walker for this team. Um, good question though, really good question. Um, Kevin Denishevsky, the right answer is Grimes and Fournier for the last two. Man, everybody's tossing Kemba to the side already. I, I'm not. Look, I, Kemba's not played well. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. Um, he's still the starting point guard of this team, and I still think he's going to be pretty good. Um, don't give up on Kemba Walker yet. He's, he's overcome adversity everywhere he's been. I think he'll, I think he'll be okay. Um, okay. On that note, we're going to wrap up and, uh, I hope everybody has good start to their week, uh, better than they're doing right now. And, uh, we will talk to you very soon.